Uh, Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Pranic Healing Podcast. On today's episode, we have Professor and Dr. Sanjay Swaroop from the Singapore National University. And today's episode, we're going to talk about part two of the Pranic Healing Research uh, with Dr. Sanjay. Uh, we initially talked about um, the Pranic Agriculture and the exciting findings on an earlier episode. And today we're going to talk about uh, the microbiome study that was done in uh, New York, uh, along with a lot of Arhatic Yogi practitioners. So we'll dive deep with um, Sanjay and talk about a lot of the amazing findings that came up through that research and the collaboration and the process of getting it uh, published as well. So please welcome Sanjay. Thanks, Jason. Uh, it's uh, always a pleasure uh, uh, sharing uh, what kind of science uh, we are able to bring uh, to the pranic healing and this time um, uh, Arhatic Yoga uh, uh, to help mainstream that, uh, these two areas that uh, we talk about in our school uh, with embedded with science so uh, that it connects with the current modern thinking of our practitioners. So thanks for giving me this opportunity. Yes, uh, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Sanjay, uh, especially um, to have a professional, a professor, a researcher like yourself in the field of pranic healing and arhatic yoga. I think we're very lucky um, and grateful to have you in doing the work that you're doing. So uh, let's kind of jump right into it, Sanjay. So can you tell us a little about uh, the basic overview of the chronic healing research regarding the, the microbiome, uh, because I think that's a very popular topic nowadays, right? A lot of people are talking about the microbiome um, because there's different microbiomes. Um, so, you know, people take probiotics and things like that. But uh, before we jump in, let's, let's kind of describe what, what is a microbiome and why is it important? Yeah. So um, microbes, as we know, uh, this is from our high school, uh, you know, biology, is, uh, microbes have been there be uh, in evolution. Uh, they came before uh, the more complex organisms, uh, you know, uh, plants, animals, and uh, certainly uh, before humans. So uh, our bodies, our functions have co And what has resulted is uh, that in our present form, if we see, our bodies are actually working very closely with numerous uh, microbes. And uh, the current estimate is that, uh, you know, if we look at the number of uh, uh, cells in our bodies of human cells, uh, we have an almost equal number, slightly more of the microbial cells. So uh, these are covering all our bodies. And there are uh, many different types. So there are, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of different types of microbes. No matter where we look in our body, whether it is uh, skin, gut, eye, mouth, and so on, right? And uh, because of that, these communities of microbes, because they are of thousands of different types, these communities are called microbiomes. Uh, the word comes from two uh, different parts. Uh, one is uh, micro, as in microscopic. We can't see them with our naked eyes, as we know. But uh, the second part are the biomes, which consist of the living, the, the entire living group of organisms, which are microscopic in this case. So that's the term microbiome. Sometimes you will also see in literature microbiota. Uh, more or less for this purpose, we can say that they refer to the same group of microbiomes, right? So we can have microbiomes of the skin, gut, and so on, so forth. Yeah. So it, it sounds like uh, that. That's incredible. I didn't know that. Like, there's almost uh, equal or more number of these uh, microorganisms than are all of our cells combined. Wow. That's that's a fun fact right there, and kind of lends itself to to the next question. Well, you know, why are they so important, right? Because if it's that many of them in our body, they must serve a function, right? Is is there something to that? Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, there are thousands and thousands of these in our on and inside our bodies, and so uh, this group uh, they belong to different types of microbes. 
uh, if you can see that um, our uh, human body will have you know a few thousands of genes uh, but if you look at the diversity of the microbes and they will have an equally if not more diverse genes that they carry which perform the functions and so they have a, even a greater combination of genes than the human genes so uh, our bodies have something you can imagine it's like the cake and the icing but the icing is almost the same size as the cake but it gives a very huge variety of functions uh, to supplement and complement the functions totally what we have we are a living organism with two parts a human uh, as in our classical understanding of human and the bacteria which together perform these functions so let's say you know uh, gut people know that when we take uh, uh, antibiotics for example uh, we will reduce the number of microbes right in the in the gut and uh, after taking antibiotics our body goes through uh, you know uh, some uh, level of discomfort and uh, that's right away it tells us that uh, you know these are essential for a healthy gut function and uh, therefore all the market of probiotics and so on likewise in all parts of the body in fact we used to think uh, surgeons used to think that um, there will be certain parts of the body where there be no microbes uh, but uh, we know that even in places like placenta uh, there are uh, microbes present uh, there are in the veins uh, and arteries there are circulating microbes when we get the arterial you know clogging and things uh, microbes coming from there and uh, where we have not seen microbes uh, the metabolites that are produced by microbes the chemicals produced by the microbes they can pass through uh, certain barriers in our body and they can even reach uh, the brain we'll uh, maybe get later into that so a lot of uh, uh, importance of the functions yeah. right well um it sounds like uh, not only that there's an equal number of icing to the cake it sounds like the icing is everywhere inside the cake not <laughs> yeah, just in layers yeah so that's that's incredible sanjay um it, it you really describe the um the abundance of these microbes and like you said it does have a, a commensal or supportive relationship to our physical health when, you know, you mentioned you're taking antibiotics and, you know, some people don't feel too well, especially in their gut uh, after taking antibiotics. Um, but eventually it's, it sounds like these, um, this microbiome, these microbes uh, tend to come back to a certain level where, which we call normal health, you know, being healthy. So, so that's excellent. That, I think that paints a really good picture for us to understand, like, what is the microbiome and why is it important? So, you know, let's jump straight into the research part um, related to uh, the work that you're doing and you uh, conducted uh, for Arhatic Yogi practitioners in a spiritual retreat setting. So tell us about the, the idea behind the research, you know, why with Arhatic Yogis and um, sort of um, the reasoning for actually approaching this research question. Yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, so how it started, right? Um, uh, in the field of uh, meditations and yoga, uh, there have been more recent reports because of this realization of the importance of microbiomes in our bodies, the functioning of our bodies. So uh, people have been publishing in the last few years, uh, but it has been, I should say, uh, more recent, less than 10 years it has started. Uh, it is now slowly picking up. And uh, uh, the reasons I've uh, mentioned uh, just now, the importance. So uh, there, there are a few things uh, that are quite unique to uh, what we were attempting to do. Because there is an opportunity that came, uh, you know, when um, Arhatic yogis meet in spiritual vacations or retreats, uh, we are together doing same practices uh, over uh, a short but intense period, uh, you know, a period of intense activities. And uh, the activities are fairly well, uh, there is a structure to those activities. 
So uh, this gave us an opportunity uh, uh, which uh, came through uh, Master Glenn Mendoza and uh, Master Glenn and uh, Master Merrillac every year in the month of July in Bavaina, upstate New York. Uh, they have uh, a spiritual vacation where uh, a number of Arhatic yogis, uh, both early stage and senior Arhatic yogis, they are practicing together, typically for a period of nine days. So it's a relatively short period. And during this time, uh, as I mentioned, uh, well-regimented, not only uh, uh, the practices of Arhatic yoga, but also uh, of the diet, nutrition, the environment, the sleeping times, uh, waking times, exercise regimes, almost everything is uh, fairly uh, homogeneous. So this gave a very, very excellent opportunity for us and uh, uh, to address uh, uh, the role of microbiomes uh, in uh, the short period. Uh, in a group of Arhatic yogis. Of course, we are all different uh, in the age groups, gender, the level of practices. Some are very uh, intensive, regular, some are uh, uh, starting uh, and so on, right? So, so that was the opportunity we wanted to capture. And uh, compared to what's in the literature, as I was mentioning, um, uh, the role of microbiomes has been uh, uh, studied uh, over longer periods of time um, and uh, not in the same place. So there are what we call uh, many underlying uh, variations uh, or factors that will contribute to variations. So they get confounded. And to remove that noise, you need to have very large cohorts, which uh, recently uh, are uh, uh, happening in the level of a few hundreds and being followed over several months of time. So uh, in the recent years, we thought that uh, let's finish this gap, address this gap. And for that, uh, uh, we designed a clinical trial uh, with uh, uh, Master Glenn and uh, with uh, his very talented team. Uh, you know, uh, they really helped. This team came from PHRI, Pranic Healing Research Institute, and we worked with uh, several other uh, you know, uh, partners, uh, a company that does uh, microbiome analysis, uh, produces uh, raw data for us, and so on. So we can talk about how it was done, but basically uh, that that's what gave us the, the incentive to come out with this. Uh, this was uh, the first attempt to put science into arhatic yoga practices, uh, that how our body is responding. Uh, we took that as the uh, as the first attempt, and what we are talking about is the first study that was done in the year uh, twenty twenty three, mm -hmm. July. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Um, well, that's very exciting, right? To um, to have a um, this evidence in arhatic yoga practice, and like you mentioned, it's sort of like the uh, perfect place and the perfect time with this uh, spiritual vacation in upstate New York that is led by Master Glenn and Master Marilag. Um, so it, like you said, it was like a perfect opportunity to kind of address and fill in this gap. Um, and, you know, I, I think you were kind of leading into it. So basically we understand, you know, the reasoning behind the study and to kind of highlight the, the potential benefits of not only our hot yoga practice, but uh, eliminating all those confounding factors that you mentioned and having the same exercise, diet, right, same environment. So uh, what was being measured in the study and, and how was it measured and and um, what, what were basically the results uh, of the study? Yeah, so uh, this, um, as I mentioned, was a nine-day retreat. Uh, what we... Uh, uh, what we uh, structured the study was to have uh, at the start, when the practitioners come to the retreat on day, uh, day one, uh, middle of the retreat, uh, which would be around three or four days, uh, and of around four days, and then at the end of the retreat, we uh, took uh, uh, samples, which was another unique, uh, uh, you know, the way the study was structured from... Uh, saliva and fecal samples we took those uh, 
and both uh, oral and fecal samples uh, from a single study at the same time. Uh, this has not been done for uh, meditation and yoga uh, studies uh, to look at the markers, right? So uh, maybe just I take a sidestep why uh, I use the word markers is because microbes are th in thousands. So any changes happening, you will have thousand opportunities to record those changes, uh, which more or less might be uh, as, uh, independent of each other. So we, we can use them as markers of change, right? Indicators of change. Just like in blood, we have uh, several uh, markers that uh, when we go for blood report or urine report, uh, except here, these will be in several thousands. Um, and and uh, that's what we took, right? Along with this, we took uh, data on uh, the demographics of the participants. Uh, uh, we took, uh, with the consent, there was a proper um, uh, regulatory uh, approval, ethical approval that was taken. Uh, we had inclusion and exclusion criteria. Normally in clinical trials, we have to define uh, what type of, uh, you know, uh, 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 attributes of the participants will allow them to be uh, included or they might uh, not be able to participate uh, at that time in the study. And so for this, uh, we uh, started with uh, a group of uh, 24 participants. We started initially with 27. It came down to 24, which is a very good number uh, for a trial like this. It was all with healthy individuals, so we were very lucky. And thanks to all the our hatha yoga practices, and you know, led by Master Glenn, it was in record time that we got the approvals and uh, things uh, with the help of PHRI, uh, you know, uh, uh, volunteers and services. Uh, we were able to pull this together. So, uh, food diary, uh, uh, the diet plan, exercise plan. Uh, for the entire nine-day period. So that would help us relate the changes that were happening with those of the practices and the lifestyle that was being done. Mm. Wow, that, that's incredible. It sounds like it uh, everything came together in record time and also finished in, in record time because um, <laughs> we know the nine days fly flies by pretty quick. So um, it, it sounds like, um, like you said, uh, both oral and fecal samples uh, were being collected. So uh, when you, usually when you go on vacation, you don't expect your fecal samples to be collected, but this is for the name of science. So it, it sounds like uh, it was a pretty good success in terms of like most people are healthy, right? You know, coming from pranic healing or hot yoga, the whole practice is to make you not only more spiritual, but healthy as well. So, so that's great to hear. Um, and like you mentioned, there are, you know, there's thousands of markers that that were being measured based on all, all these you know thousands of microbes. So, uh, what did the um, what did the results uh, first? What what were the results, and what is the meaning of the results? Because you know those two are different things that can be interpreted differently. For us. Yeah, so that was the the whole intention is to look at what what is happening in a very short period of time and uh, then uh, compare it with what's known in the literature um, and uh, then make some, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, very uh, uh, collected and very conservative um, interpretation. So we don't overinterpret. Of course, at the same time, it gives us ideas and what we call hypotheses uh, to be generated further. So, uh, so when putting this together, it was... Uh, we took a leap of faith that nine days, uh, will we even see any microbial change? It's such a short period of time, right? Uh, there was nothing in the literature on any yoga meditation, like I mentioned, uh, where people have documented changes in this short period of time and doing almost the same things. So uh, that was a big risk. And that was the first question we were asking. Will there be any changes, uh, both in the oral and fecal? Uh, so, uh, we started by looking at um, uh, in the markers uh, of the microbial, the microbiome uh, changes over the three time points that we had, uh, start, middle and end of the spiritual vacation. 
that how many of the thousands they were almost a double i mean that's quite well known that uh, the the gut uh, which is represented through the fecal samples has doubled uh, almost double the number of microbial uh, species and entities uh, different types uh, compared to those in the uh, saliva or oral uh, environment so uh, over a period of time it was very very clear uh, in uh, the oral um, uh, changes the oral microbiome changes that they um, uh, became more diverse than we had started okay and uh, they became a more even uh, between the different uh, participants so what does this mean right um, so uh, when the diversity increases means some more species got recruited in the mouth uh, cavity in the uh, through the saliva uh, over this nine day period although everybody is eating the same food uh, but uh, overall they started having more diversity so in the field of microbes uh, microbial it makes the system uh, the system of the oral health more stable because we were talking earlier that different microbes they provide different uh, functions or different benefits so now if you have a larger basket of these benefits uh, you know being provided uh, that uh, gives us uh, a, a better overall outcome in the oral health that's uh, uh, well established in the field of uh, microbial ecology now um, uh, in the fecal uh, there were also changes and uh, these were happening over also between the participants we saw that there were changes happening which were very significant uh, uh, this uh, when i use the word significant i'm referring to statistical significance because we are using thousands and thousands of different uh, uh, species uh, different markers uh, following them over a period of time so a lot of uh, statistics and uh, high computational power is needed. So I'll just say uh, in terms of the results, how did we find this? Uh, we use some very cutting edge technologies in genome sequencing. Uh, this is called the next generation sequencing and a specific type of next generation sequencing uh, called amplicon sequencing which uses of course uh, uh, the well-known by now in public is PCR uh, uh, method to amplify or to increase the amount of DNA from specific part of the genome which is like the thumbprint of the microbial species so this uh, region in the genome gets amplified and then we can collect those from all the different microbes which are in a, uh, you know in a soup in a collection or mixture and from there we sequence them and from the sequence we can then go into our databases of sequences and then match that okay which sequence belongs to which species and that's what gave us uh, this uh, these results of the oral and microbiome uh, changes in the fecal environment so this was very heartening. I had a very big sigh of relief because had there been no change, uh, a lot of logistics and all the efforts, of course, every science uh, tells us uh, about, uh, you know, something very, very important. But uh, this was very significant. And we were uh, very excited on the day that we saw this. Uh, we uh, had partnered with a company uh, in Canada, which provides this service. So we were working very closely with them when they gave us the raw data. And then uh, the raw data uh, we brought to Singapore. And then that's where uh, the whole analysis uh, started. So this, this took a lot of effort, a lot of coordination, cooperation by the participants, like you were mentioning, Jason, in a, in a vacation, uh, people <laughs> very had to regiment their, you know, collecting these and, and so on, uh, and then transporting it and so on. So there were lots of logistics issues, but uh, it all came together and these results were very, very heartening. This was the first layer of results that came. Uh, and, I, and I have just shared what does it mean um, at the first pass uh, when we have more richness and evenness in the oral, 
we didn't see those uh, changes on recruit uh, recruitment of additional microbes in the gut so it's a very specific response in the oral um, environment so possibly you know when we are uh, taking good food uh, as you know aratik yogi is in the in the retreats and spiritual vacation will have uh, you know healthy vegetarian food and so uh, that would have contributed uh, we i should say uh, the way it was conducted the spiritual practices were followed by all same food was followed by all so it's a combination of uh, all these practices so diet is part of our hatik yoga practices so uh, uh, in our claims uh, we will be saying it's that combination it's basically the lifestyle uh, with the anahatik yoga practices that brings out these changes and then we can go into uh, you know, what what do these uh, changes mean further um, so uh, you can actually take it further by doing uh, more analysis of the functions uh, which is very very interesting so but before i come to function maybe uh, you know we can go next later but uh, in terms of the diversity what was important is uh, that this diversity uh, increased uh, even within 3 days for the fecal and in the fecal uh, between uh, between the participants and so we asked that uh, if if you remember i, I mentioned uh, that uh, we uh, recorded how frequently uh, people were doing their meditation and we all know twin heart meditation our favorite and the core in arhatik yoga and pranic healing uh, is practiced by by all so how frequently are they doing it we also tried to find out uh, for the uh, junior or early stage uh, uh, participants versus seniors uh, who have been doing this for a good number of years uh, what were these changes were these changes different so maybe i one by one i just explain these two before we move to function so first uh, the, the results were very common very striking statistically significant that uh, participants who were practicing arhatik yoga uh, meditations uh, twin heart meditations right uh, more frequently their uh, microbes converged to a very common type of profile by the end of the 9 day retreat okay so you and i we all will carry uh, quite different microbiomes let's say when we start but during this intensive common set of lifestyle and, and uh, practices spiritual practices it kind of led to convergence of microbes in a common profile because of these thousands of markers now uh, same thing happened with uh, uh, the uh, senior level arhatik yoga practitioners uh, practitioners who were um, level 3 or above versus uh, level 2 uh, prep, prep prep 1 and 2 uh, they are also converged but this convergence was more prominent and faster more cleaner in uh, the senior practitioners what it means is uh, any of us, any of us who are doing these practices more uh, regularly uh, and with uh, you know the the intensity that happens with more practice uh, that leads to a very very uh, strong favorable outcome which is uh, even the early stage uh, prep level 1 and 2 or less frequent meditators who were doing say twin hearts once or twice uh, a week also Uh, even they showed this convergence but it was more prominent when in those cases where the practices were more uh, regular and intense so this was very very interesting insight into um, uh, into this uh, you know the outcome of these of our practices in our body microbiome responses so you had asked uh, I'll, i'll finish this segment by just saying what does this mean it means that if many different things at the start are converging to a common point means there is a strong selection or drive that is bringing them to a common point if ev- many different things are coming to a common point means there is something 
that is leading to it. So uh, this combination of lifestyle and Arhatic yoga practices uh, was uh, and is a very strong uh, selective force uh, that within a short period of time brings these changes. Well, that's, um, that's first of all, very incredible. I think this is uh, just groundbreaking by by the details that you've highlighted, Sanjay, just by the um, uh, period, the very short time period and uh, the convergence or the, the driving uh, force for a certain profile to be uh, matched by by most people. Um, and and to, to emphasize the point that this is the combination of lifestyle, nutrition, and, you know, meditation, yoga practice, because I think you mentioned in the literature, there's nothing that, um, which, which I'm curious about, there's probably nothing in the literature that highlights maybe just even nutrition showing that amount of change, right? Nutrition where people eat the same diet, but perhaps their um, oral fecal microbiome doesn't um, converge to uh, increased diversity, increased in evenness in such a short period of time, correct? Because that would be like the, um, like, how, how would you compare that to, uh, if there was like a control group, control, control group would just have the diet part and not the lifestyle meditation yoga part. Um, does that question make sense for you, Sanjay? Yeah. So thanks for asking that because uh, when we start looking at these microbes, the types of microbes that changed, uh, we could identify, as I mentioned in the approach we were using, the scientific approach, we could say that in the literature, the ones that are getting enriched or changed uh, throughout this nine-day period, uh, what are they known to do uh, in the body uh, according to literature, right? So uh, we could uh, see uh, where those functions uh, are coming from. But... uh, Uh, I'll come to that. But uh, before that, uh, these rapid changes because of nutrition or lifestyle, you are right, uh, a nine-day period was not really uh, reported. uh, But uh, uh, where changes, the short-term changes have been reported are in some very, very specific cases. And uh, the cases were of uh, athletes professional athletes and very intensively exercising uh, athletes who do something called uh, HIIT, heat, uh, the high uh, intensity interval training, training, right? Or uh, it has also been reported by uh, people in the armed forces or military uh, who do uh, very intensive exercises uh, in a short period of time. In those cases, uh, uh, changes have been reported. Uh, but in our case, I, I wouldn't say our level of exercises are, uh, you know, f- at the physical level are at that level. Uh, of course, we have very uh, different energetic uh, responses to those uh, exercises we do, right? That's how it has been designed by Master Chua. So, uh, so that is extremely uh, interesting that the benefits we are seeing uh, the, the signatures we are seeing are comparable to something where you need actually very heavy uh, uh, investment of time, energy, and body has to be at a certain level. So uh, so that was something very unique that came out. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, it sounds like, again, there's nothing, anything like quite like what you're doing in terms of the research. Um, so it kind of lends it to even more significant and, and, and uh, maybe we'll show more about the, the potential benefits of, you know, again, arahatic yoga practice. Uh, but kind of lending to that next point, you were going to speak about the, the functions of, of these changes, of these uh, specific, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the different diversity among the microbial species, um, because there, there is a lot of functions. Like you said, there's thousands of them. Just like, uh, you know, blood markers, each thing means a different thing. So how did you kind of sort that out and kind of put it, put it together to understand the uh, potential changes and the benefits? Yeah, so uh, microbiome uh, world uh, is quite hot these days. Uh, lots of researchers uh, in the, in the uh, last several years uh, have been working. And whenever we publish 
the data becomes uh, publicly available. And uh, that has led to a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, resources being built in um, uh, terms of the quantum of data. Uh, so from the point of generating data, there is a huge amount that's coming. Uh, the sequencing machines, uh, the genome sequencing machines are um, uh, now uh, within the realm of more and more labs because costs have come down and so on. They are more efficient. And so uh, huge amounts of data populates these databases. On the other hand, as we have all been seeing this revolution in the computational aspects in our lives, uh, the, because of the digital transformations, uh, the big data uh, field is uh, has come up with many, many interesting and uh, eff efficient ways to, to look at big data. So just to, for our, for our uh, you know, uh, viewers of this podcast, uh, the, the amount of data that was generated in this erratic uh, spiritual vacation was processed on supercomputers uh, in Singapore. Uh, we have a national supercomputing facility and uh, there, those are the types of resources we do uh, to actually uh, use some of this data. And uh, some of it was, of course, done in our servers, uh, which uh, we use on a day-to-day -day basis. We have our own uh, big data servers uh, to supplement this in our regular work. So uh, it took, uh, therefore, uh, biologists, uh, computational biologists or data science people uh, and, uh, you know, understanding of the physiology. And for that, we had, of course, uh, uh, Master Glenn, who also uh, is a very renowned and experienced, uh, you know, uh, doctor uh, who understands, a clinician who understands uh, uh, the functioning of the human body. So that helped us understand. We had uh, some other clinicians, uh, uh, early stage, early career uh, clinicians from Singapore, Dr. Vaishnavi, who joined us, uh, uh, several others from PHRI, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Valerie uh, and, and uh, um, uh, Marianne Chung, uh, and, uh, you know, things uh, that came together, Blot uh, and Dr. Susan uh, Rottenberg, uh, she's a biochemist. So it required a lot of the the brain power from many different way, uh, fields to come together. So the way uh, it was done is uh, uh, looking at data, what are the significant changes that were happening, then mapping those to literature, that those microbes uh, are known to provide what kind of functions, and then interpreting them in human uh, you know, uh, functions or benefits to humans. So uh, largely uh, in the fecal, um, what we saw were a number of those microbes were getting enriched uh, who provide, uh, of course, uh, better gut health, who are known to provide better gut health. Uh, they, uh, for example, uh, beyond the digestion, uh, they uh, uh, improve the immunity related through the gut system. Uh, they improve uh, the, the, the intestinal barrier uh, so that uh, you don't get a lot of, you know, uh, ulcers and, and various other issues in the gut system or IBD uh, precursors. So they are all brought down uh, if we go by the database and predicting based on databases. Um, in addition, very interestingly, many of the uh, microbes that got enriched, they provide metabolites or chemicals um, uh, which are uh, which come out, they go into circulation. They are known to go into circulation of the blood, and then those chemicals will cross the blood-brain barrier. And when they cross the blood-brain barrier, they will affect. Uh, they will be in the brain, and so uh, they have been shown in previous studies. These metabolites they will be affecting uh, the brain functions and bring uh, better uh, health of the brain. And therefore, uh, there could be a, a gut and brain access, uh, which is already known to be mediated by the microbes that got enraced in Arhatic Yoga uh, vacation, uh, spiritual vacation or within nine days, right? 
So imagine uh, if we continue this, uh, what will happen at the physical level uh, in addition to all the other, uh, you know, energy level. So this was uh, happening in the gut uh, system. Uh, immunity and, and others I've mentioned. In the oral, what happened was we were able to see uh, a recruitment of new members and enrichment uh, over time. So it was, you know, overall uh, community shift was more significant. The ones that uh, came out, of course, uh, the, the digestion again and so on and oral immunity uh, came up, the microbes associated with them. But interestingly, those uh, that produce uh, chemicals, beneficial chemicals that uh, improve our heart function also came up. So there are it, there is a link between oral and heart uh, uh, functioning. Uh, their health seems to be related. It's in the literature that's quite well known uh, through a chemical called nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is uh, is a is a is a signaling or a, or a messenger molecule which can then uh, bring a benefit if the oral health improves. Then some of these microbes they will produce nitric oxide, which will then affect the health of the heart. And so we can see that between organ uh, health uh, and therefore a potential balance uh, could be brought out by these complementary uh, health benefits, uh, which go beyond the oral, beyond the, um, the gut region. So very interesting overall, uh, you know, gut brain in our um, and, and oral um, heart. In our Arhatic Yoga, uh, also, we understand the importance of the chakras uh, in the head area that control different parts of the brain and uh, the solar and navel areas where um, solar plexus and navel areas where uh, which will control these. And we understand from Master Choa's teachings, they are uh, connections between them. And uh, this is a physical correspondence that uh, uh, we'll be able to, at least the physical part will be published uh, very soon. So, but it corresponds to these other uh, advanced uh, uh, teachings that Master Chowash uh, kindly gifted to, to us. Yes, wow. Um, thank you so much for explaining all that. That's, that's amazing how we kind of started talking about the functions of it all, but it, it really, you can take it to almost so many areas in the body. I mean, it sounds like there's so much more work that can be uh, drawn upon, right, in terms of future considerations for, for this initial study. Um, and, it, you know, what, what this reminds me of, Sanjay, is, you know, so much of science has been, um, when I say science, I mean, like, clinical science has been reductionism, right? Focusing on one area, one system, what does this one molecule do? But I feel like with the microbiome and in general, it, it lends itself, as you've mentioned, it's connected to the heart, right? In terms of nitric oxide, connected to the brain, right? The gut-brain connection. Um, and like you mentioned, so is the the energy system that uh, Master Choa has uh, taught to us in terms of the chakras being um, connected to one another and how the state of health of one chakra actually influences the state of health of other chakras because we're all we're all connected, you know, uh, beings, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, and as we know, energetically. So, so this is just really exciting, Sanjay. And um, you know, I think you mentioned it already. Uh, um, you know, further developments. You know, because you mentioned the areas of the heart health and brain health and all these metabolites. But where do we go from here, based on these initial findings and results? Yeah, so in the first study, which was in 20, uh, uh, 2022, sorry, uh, uh, we had uh, done uh, uh, the signatures. I was talking about the thumbprint, one part of the whole, uh, one, uh, whole microbial genome, and then uh, looked at all these functions and diversity and such, right? Then um, we got encouraged by, these, uh, by that first years of study. And so uh, Master Glenn uh, encouraged us again uh, through PHRI and, you know, the same group of, uh, of the um, volunteers and, and people doing service uh, 
together with participants, I should say the we we are very thankful to the participants, right? Because if they would not have agreed, they, no, we, nobody can force anyone, right? It's their goodwill that they're doing it. And so again, they, they signed up and are very eager and you know very helpful in that sense. And so um, we were able to repeat uh, that with some changes. And then we uh, added uh, another location, uh, Master Glenn, uh, through... Uh, uh, his, uh, uh, you know, uh, center, he also has another in Tampa, Florida. So we had uh, other fellow uh, Arhatic yogis uh, from that center where, who contributed in a different way, uh, which we are still in the process of, of analyzing and so on. But what came out was this time uh, we are able to then do the sequencing of the entire genomes because now we know that in nine days we are seeing changes um, and uh, which microbes we will know exactly what functions are they capable of performing and not making second guesses based on the thumbprint, right? Uh, based on the fingerprint. And so uh, this collection of the entire genomes, uh, this is where the supercomputing will be needed uh, even a lot more and uh, we are set up for that. Um, so this is what we will be uh, pursuing. Uh, more important, so it will give us more precision, more confidence in predicting the, these functions. So we bring it to the next step. But very interestingly, so coming from Singapore, we we talk about making things very tangible, right? <laughs> that's the uh, that's how uh, we we bring it out. So one is of course uh, uh, providing. Uh, the science that as we do uh, our Hatha yoga practices with the combined uh, lifestyle that is uh, you know uh, advised in in the in the in in this school um, what are the changes so that's for the practitioners at the same time we will have microbial uh, you know good microbes and the benefits that they are providing I, I gave some examples so we can actually start bringing them into culture to develop some sort of probiotics based on Arhatic Yoga signatures. So Arhatic Yoga inspired probiotics or rationally designed probiotics, uh, we could be going in that direction. And uh, that could be something that can supplement uh, us uh, along with the exercises in the lifestyle, with the diet, these kinds of probiotics. You mentioned probiotics as we started, so it's coming a whole circle. Yeah. Uh, to developing probiotic, it has to be tested. It's a uh, you know, but that's a a vision we are uh, creating right now, and hopefully it will materialize uh, in not so distant future. Well, that's that's incredible. The first thing I thought about was like, oh man, if I take this level three arhatic yoga probiotic, that means I'll be level three in in no time, right? Without a, of course you have to do the arhatic yoga practice as well, but it's. It's just very uh, exciting and interesting that such a, uh, you know, um, spiritual practice can be uh, distilled and and uh, condensed into something, you know, like a probiotic that a lot of people know about and, and take. And, you know, we know the benefits of our hot yoga practice and we know the benefits of probiotics. So it's a very interesting merge of two, two worlds that uh, don't necessarily come to mind, you know, when we think about them. So, so excellent. So I, I think that's, that's all that I, I really uh, had to ask for today, Sanjay. Um, you know, for, for our listeners out there, uh, how can we support, um, you know, this research or, you know, future pranic healing research? Is there uh, anything that we can do or, or lend a hand or, or, you know, in terms of charity or donations or anything like that? Yeah. So um, uh, this will require people uh, right, um, and there are there is more uh, that is you know encouraged from this teamwork and uh, initial uh, promising results. And uh, as these will get published, um, uh, these are very uh, you know uh, next generation sequencing, uh, high high intensity data computing, and so on. Uh, the, these are cutting edge technologies, but they require. Uh, you know, uh, funds and such. So uh, we are very grateful that at this point, PHRI has seeded this. Uh, but you're right, Jason, as we go forward, uh, for us to contribute this uh, 
to the entire world, to the the, the big uh, meditation yoga uh, community worldwide, uh, these will go into, these findings are going into public domain, right? So hopefully it will spread uh, what uh, we are doing. So we spent a long time, um, uh, you know, crafting how to explain Aratic Yoga in a scientific publication. So uh, uh, whatever the support we are getting is going to bring out the importance and, and how how it can, Pranic Healing and Aratic Yoga can connect to uh, the modern minds, right? Uh, who are looking for evidences and such. So you mentioned evidences in the beginning. So any, uh, any support, uh, ideas, uh, your skills, uh, you know, funds, whatever way we can put in uh, our services will really help bring this along further. Excellent. Well, uh, speaking of uh, what we were talking about, it sounds like this is just the icing to the cake. You know, it sounds like there's more to it, uh, more exciting research that will come out of this. So, you know, we're all uh, very excited and grateful as, you know, fellow pranic healers and arhatic yogi practitioners worldwide, you know, uh, looking for this evidence, right? Trying to tell people and explain people, hey, that this really works, right? And we, we have evidence. I think that's a really um, you know, ex- exciting time to to be to be a pranic healer and uh, arhatic yogi practitioner for, you know, of course, Master Cho's teachings. And, and like you said, this can be of service to the entire world um, just to show, again, because it's in public domain, by the way, this, here's our spiritual school, here's our healing school, and these are the results. So that's very exciting. Um, well, thank you again so much, Sanjay, for your time. It's been always a pleasure to speak with you and uh, for you to explain such complicated topics uh, in such a simple way. Um, I know when I was reading uh, initially when we were presenting this research in the in the, in Harvard at the uh, Tai Chi Qigong uh, conference, uh, I was like trying to wrap my brain around this. Like, oh my goodness, this is so technical and detailed, but. I appreciate how you explained it in such a simple and easier understanding way for all of us. So thank you so much, Sanjay. Atma namaste, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pranic Healing Podcast, and we hope to see you in the next one.